Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Off the Charts podcast. I'm Jasma. And I'm Amber. And today we are joined by the accomplished coder and magazine founder, Janet Hamrani. Thanks so much for being here, Janet. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you again so much for being here. We're so excited to talk to you. Um, as you will get to know, Janet has an incredible resume. Um, it has some incredible accomplishments that we're going to talk about relating to arts and STEM and kind of like intertwining the two, which is a really cool perspective to get on it. Uh, but before we get into that nitty-gritty discussion, we're going to give you guys a little bit more of an introduction on Janet. So Janet is a freshman, we're getting this right this time, <laughs> at the uh, Stevens Institute of Technology from New Jersey, who's been able to use her love of STEM to manifest a passion of multimedia and digital arts. She has an extensive background in coding, with some of her most notable accomplishments being starting an iOS app called Instamath that helps kids learn math, which got 400 downloads on the App Store and a five-star rating, and NCWIT Aspirations of Computing New Jersey Affiliate Winner from 2017 to 2019, which is absolutely incredible. Through this experience, she began her journey in founding the magazine Consonancy, which is made for Gen Z by Gen Z youth creatives all around the world. Uh, they started in September 2019 and since then have had over 100 writers globally and created a 96-page print issue during July 2020. Janet has already accomplished so much as a young change maker, and we're incredibly excited today to hear more about her experiences in both the STEM and the arts. So jumping right into it, Janet, how did you find yourself involved in these two very different industries um, and kind of how has it been so far? So I've always found myself kind of like interested in coding where like um, ever since I was like younger, like around like nine or ten years old, I would like teach myself how to like make websites and like do that sort of stuff. And then with art, I've also really enjoyed, like, reading and writing and, like, art and that sort of stuff. So, like, I feel like a lot of people regard STEM and, like, humanities as, like, two completely distinct um, areas where, like, I feel like being interested in both of them, like, I felt like there should be a way to, like, fuse those two together. And so, yeah, that's kind of what, like, led me to make a website that can actually, like, showcase other people's artwork and, like, writing and things like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the topic that we talk about a lot on this or, you know, strive to talk about is that difference between STEM and art and kind of the rep that um, art gets and the arts get in comparison to STEM. Um, but you're right. I mean, there doesn't have to be such a difference between the two. There's ways that you can, you know, put the two together and make some incredible things. Um, so on that note, you talked about consonancy, which is, you know, one of the big reasons that you're here in this incredible initiative. So how did this concept even come about? I mean, it's a really interesting concept. And what was the journey like making this what it is today? So um, I started around like January of my junior year of high school where I wanted to like learn more about like coding web development. So like I didn't even think about the concept when I started coding it. It was just supposed to be like a small project to like teach myself web development. And so with the magazine, it's like both front and back end web development. So like I felt like creating this would be a good way for me to get knowledge on both of those two like fields. And so about like four months into the whole like coding process, I sort of figured like, oh, like I've been spending like so much time on this, like it'd be a waste to just like leave it on my computer. So I decided to like use it as a way to like give people give like people a platform who like wanted to show their art on something other than just like a basic like blog. And also, like, use this as a way to, like, connect other, like, young writers with each other and, like, give them a place to, like, showcase their work. 
That's really so, yeah. cool. So it kind of just came up randomly. Um, yeah, it was just like a random idea. Mm, that's really cool. I was curious though, did you start um, by being interested in the STEM and then kind of expand to the arts or was it vice versa? Because I think when you're really heavily involved in, I guess, just one specific field, it can be, I would assume, a little difficult to kind of just jump into something else because of how different they are. So how did you end up in both places? So my, both of my parents are actually high school engineering teachers. So like they've been doing that since I was like really young. So like, I feel like my whole life, like they've kind of just like had like their work and like they take us to like workshops and like, especially like my mom, like she's very like interested in like, like going to like a ton of events. So like, I sort of like had that background, like in my own home. And so, um, yeah, so, like, I've always, like, been really interested in, like, reading. I've been, like, reading a lot, especially about, like, science and, like, that sort of stuff. And, like, especially with my parents, like, they're right there so they could help me with it more. So I've been more interested in STEM growing up. But then mm-hmm. um, when I was in around, like, seventh grade, I started getting really into, like, reading and writing and, like, art and, like, drawing and things like that. And so, like, it became, like, kind of, like, a hobby of mine where I'd, like, do a lot more of, like, the creative side of reading and writing compared to like the nonfiction like science stuff and so yeah then that kind of like started where like I felt kind of conflicted where like how can I like two completely different fields like what do I do mm-hmm. with that and I felt that it would be like impossible to fuse the two together and so yeah that's kind of what like helped me like create this magazine. Wow well I mean you did it you fused <laughs> them together so that's an incredible accomplishment. Um, I want to ask you know you, you said you started this this was kind of your um, your genius behind it. How did you actually go about making this the magazine that we know today? Like forming a team and you know getting up the website, asking for submissions. How did that go? So personally, I'm not like a really like plan ahead type of person. I kind of just like go with whatever my instinct says. So like again, like at first it was just like, oh, like I want to make a basic website, you know, like just like a little blog. And then um, as time went on, I decided to make like an Instagram page for it to like get more people. And so right before I like published the magazine, I started looking for writers and like people just started reaching out through Instagram. And so, um, yeah. And then like as things went on, like I started gaining more writers and gaining more like exposure and like I got like a lot more people interested in this sort of stuff. So like and then um, in around like July of 2020, then I decided like maybe I'll start like a print issue as like another project for myself and so I would post on Instagram and whatever like oh we're looking for people and so like I feel like with Instagram is like I can just like post about some sort of like project I'm thinking of and like all of a sudden people would start like reaching out to me about it since like Mm -hmm. you could it's like easy to get people like excited about like like stuff like this so like yeah right well we've talked a lot about consonancy so far but we actually didn't explain too much of what it is so (laughs) Janet, why don't you tell That's us? That's important. That it is. It is just like no context whatsoever. But um, like, what exactly was this supposed to be for? What type of like goals are you um, kind of reaching for? Because I know it's um, a place where people talk a lot about social justice issues, but also blending that with the arts. So kind of what was the intention to begin with? And what type of change do you think it has made so far? So I like to think of it as like a mosaic of like different identities. And so our writer um, community kind of consists of people from like all different continents and like all different places that grew up from all different sort of like backgrounds and whatever. And so like it's just a way for like to have like a spot where you can see like writing and work from people everywhere. So like 
people like for example I remember in like January or so like one of my writers from like Singapore I think wrote about like COVID and like what kind of impact she thinks that that will have and whatever and so like I feel like just like having the like global perspective of people from everywhere writing about different issues would be like and like a good way to like kind of like broaden your perspective and so like I just wanted it to be like like kind of a way to like see everyone's sort of like work and like what they do to sort of like fuse them together as you would with like a mosaic where you have a bunch of different pieces and putting them together to make something like beautiful Mm -hmm. and so um yeah like with consonancy it's like a way for like anyone to sort of like apply on the website and then like write about what makes them unique and then they can like start writing articles and like work and like and even like the article type it ranges from like anything like I don't really have any specific rules for it so like that kind of like allows them to have a space to write about things and then like have a space for readers to read about like different sort of like issues like social justice issues or creative work or like any just even like basic like lifestyle things on how to like navigate through like different like experiences Mm -hmm. and even aside from journalism I mean you guys have got some incredible artwork I was looking through your social media and some of your print issue about um you know, like the photography, the art pieces, the visual art. Um, how how important for you was it that you kind of intertwine that visual with the writing and kind of make that the collective? That was actually um, for the print issue. So like how I did it was like, I just said like, if you have any sort of like artwork or like any work in general, just email it to me. And then when I had like all the work in front of me, I sort of like tried to put the pieces together And so, for example, regarding, like, let's say, like, Black Lives Matter, there were, like, different, like, artwork and different, like, poetry and, like, writing regarding that. So I'd put those together and then, like, I'd find other things that were, like, similar to each other. And so, like, as you, like, flip through the pages of the magazine, you can, like, sort of, like, see how, like, each person's artwork connects, even if they're from completely, like, different places. And even the, like, even, like, the people themselves don't really have anything to do with each other. And so we're just kind of, like, connecting things like that as, like, a little, like, story, kind of. That's amazing. I really love the concept of, like, a mosaic because that's a really different approach to social issues and people's voices. So I guess, Janet, for yourself personally, what are some social issues or topics that you think make you the most unique and what are some topics that you care a lot about? So personally, I'm... Um, been really interested in like politics recently and like the most important issue for me is mostly things about like the environment and like healthcare and sort of like how to like I'm really interested in like the like Nordic approaches where like they have more of like a social democracy and that sort of stuff where like America relies mostly on like private private companies to sort of like do everything and so um yeah like I've been really like reading a lot more about um both the environment and like things like free health care and affordable housing and free college and things like that so like yeah I hope to see like a lot of those as well and I think like even when a lot of my writers write about things like that as well so it's like good for like oh my god I'm so sorry so it's like good for like people to like read more about these sort of issues so they can also get involved right yeah and I mean also as a whole I think consonancy is Um, one thing you guys mentioned a lot is advocating for Gen Z. It's for Gen Z by Gen Z. So, I mean, you know, personally, your experience seeing these writers and seeing the stuff they write about and seeing the artwork and what it portrays, what kind of challenges do you see our generation Gen Z facing right now? So I think it's mostly about, like, with the emergence of social media, I feel like a lot of people sort of, like, have their own voices, but it's also very hard for you to, like, understand sort of like what you're 
sort of like understand certain issues and so I feel mm-hmm. like with everyone having a voice on the internet it's kind of like you get confused over what like let's say what feminism actually means or what makes someone a feminist and then like Black Lives Matter like I feel like the whole meaning about different movements kind of gets changed a lot and so I feel like with everything being like easily accessible you have like a lack of actual understanding on what's going on and so I feel mm-hmm. like especially like rampant like misunderstandings and like miscommunications about certain things like I feel like a lot of people just need to like read a lot more about what's mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. and so even with um consonancy I noticed that like even whenever there's like a political thing going on just like Trump's first impeachment for example personally I was very confused about what was going on mm-hmm. and so um I remember that one of my writers like wrote about like what's going on with Trump right now and so she like kind of like wrote about the whole issue but like sort of like more like easily understanding than like reading like something like the New York Times for example and Mm so um yeah like I feel like just taking the time to like read more about issues going like somewhere beyond just like a basic TikTok can like really like help people understand more and like get more involved right yeah and do you and do you find that um the arts and like the artwork and the photography and the journalism that you've seen that helps propel that cause a lot yeah because it also shows like different perspectives on issues so like for example, um, in our print issue, one of um, there was a submission about like, sort of like the um, how he sees how like the sub, how like the person who submitted it how he sees like about like you know like a cab and like what that means to him. So he made like an illustration about it, and then someone else wrote a poem about like um, what she believes about like how she sees America and how she grew up seeing it as one thing, and now she realizes that it's another. And it's like also like good for people who aren't good with reading like long text and then to see this sort of like artwork and like try to understand it more mm-hmm. so it makes it just like more accessible in general I think that's a really great way to kind of promote the change that you're talking about because I yeah. guess education is really necessary but somehow it's like in the majority of the cases that type of information is not the most palatable for people so I think kind of intertwining that with art is just a really cool concept um I wanted to dive more into kind of just your experiences in both STEM and the arts, because I think usually they're kind of pitted against them, each other. Um, so through your experiences, what do you think has been something from either field that is largely misunderstood by each other and kind of how um, people should be seeing these different fields because of how different they are? So like, what do you think is the misunderstood thing about STEM since you have seen it from an arts perspective as well? So I think like, for math, for example, I, like, grew up, like, loving math. Well, actually, I grew up hating math, and then I started loving it. I can after... relate to the first part. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after, like, a specific teacher that I had, and after a book that I read as well, and, like, looking at math as, like, even, like, pretty much any science in general, looking at it from, like, a concrete, like, perspective of, like, you know, like, you have these numbers, and you have to do something with them, but then, like, looking at it from more of, like, an abstract artistic perspective where you can see the numbers and the concepts differently and like the way that numbers behave like I think that's really interesting I read an excerpt of a book about it what like somewhere but like I don't remember what it was but like yeah it's just like sort of like shifting your perspective from just like memorizing a bunch of like formulas then to seeing math for what it is and like the fluidity of the numbers and all of that sort of stuff as well and like even like for art let's say like I feel like a lot of people misunderstand like the arts field where they say like oh you're not going to get a job and you know, it's a stupid thing, like, it's easy and whatever, but, like, honestly, the most beautiful parts of humanity and society are with art, like, you know, you're not going to do STEM for fun, 
And so, like, I feel like people just need to appreciate that more. And, like, even the way, like, I've seen a lot of people talk about, like, oh, I'm not going to fund, like, regarding, like, free healthcare, I mean, free college, they're not going to be, like, oh, I'm not going to, like, fund someone's art career and whatever because that's, like, stupid, even though, like, you know, you consume art, like, everywhere. And that's kind of what makes it more, like, makes life more, like, bearable than just STEM. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I feel like people need to, like, understand that it's not all about money. Do you think it has made you feel any more secure knowing that you have both fields kind of just in your pockets? Like, does that? I would love to hear about this because we don't have. (laughs) (laughs) Like, because a lot of times for people just in STEM, maybe they feel, uh, I don't know, just a different way of approaching their careers. And people for art, like you've spoken about, can be viewed as a little more risky. So for you, Mm -hmm. since you have combined both, how has that changed? your ideas of what type of career you want to pursue, what you want to study in university, and just your views overall about that narrative. So, um, with, so I'm actually a computer engineering major, and I picked this major specifically because, like, it allows me to do both hardware and software in my, like, career, so I could, like, kind of, like, pick a side. And so the thing about coding is that, like, literally any industry you could think of, you can kind of go into that. And so, like, it's not just all about coding. Like, you go into, like, fashion and, like, mm-hmm. business and finance and whatever. And so it kind of, like, gives me that sort of, like, freedom on, like, I, if I end up not liking something, I can sort of, like, move from it. Mm-hmm. And then even with, like, reading, like, I read a lot with, like, politics and things like that. And so, like, having that sort of aspect to me as well gives me more of, like, a passion for, like, social causes as well. Instead of just, for example, like, with STEM, like, I feel like in this field you're kind of, like, it's all about money to me and so like everyone's like oh like you're gonna be rich like go into STEM and like go into computer science like they make the most money and like I feel like you kind of like people don't care about like any sort of social issues anymore and it's like they're just driven by money and like what company can make them the most money Mm -hmm. and so yeah being interested in politics sort of like gives me more of a perspective on how things work and like makes me more passionate about like doing like coding for a reason other than money. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the, also the thing with, like, consonancy is that, like, all of the writers are sort of, like, driven by their own passion rather than writing about what will get them the most views or what will get them the most whatever. So it's, like, I kind of, like, want to, like, make sure that people, like, have, like, the ability to, like, truly, like, build their own passions instead of just, like, yeah. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. And I love the point that you brought up in that STEM, you know, as much as we don't want to say it, let's be honest, a lot of the time it is money-based and it's funny that we kind of put that up on a pedestal and we're always praising STEM and saying you know you got to go into STEM STEM is where it's stable it's good but in fact the underlying tone of that is it's going to make you money yeah every time I tell someone I'm an engineering they're like oh so you're going to be rich and I'm like right and that's so interesting that you get that response because I don't think we really think of it why we love STEM so much obviously aside from the fact that you know humanity is built on yeah. STEM and of course we need STEM we're not saying anything <laughs> other than that but yeah um you're right that humanity arts fuel us still and humanities fuel us and it's it is really important to kind of leverage the two and and, and understand where the two kind of connect and so on that note I also want to ask is there one thing about the arts maybe through this experience coming from someone who was started in STEM and then got into the arts a little bit was there something that you learned along along the way that you want to share Yeah, so, like, I've become really interested in, like, art that, like, has a deeper meaning, and so, like, I look a lot at, like, 
like I think it's so insane about how like even like photography like how people say like oh like photography is just like you take a picture like it's so easy but like it's just like the symbolism behind different works and like really like looking at a piece of work and instead of like appreciating it just for like it's like beauty but like it's meaning behind it as well mm-hmm. and so like I don't know like it's just like amazing to me how you can like actually like understand like what something means and how it has like and how it also connects like the current like any sort of like issues going on at the moment so you could look at like work from like the 70s and stuff like that and like see how that connects to what the art to what like the artist was like feeling about any sort of mm-hmm. thing that was like going on as well so I feel like it's really a good way to like actually connect with like society as a whole and like any sort of issues like it's not just like something boring or something easy to do you know mm-hmm. Bringing it back to the previous point, though, about how, you know, getting a little more involved in the arts has made your your STEM uh, pursuits, you think, better because it kind of uh, offers you like a different perspective and a more well-rounded opinion on just the world altogether. I was curious to hear if there are some things in STEM, in the STEM field as well, that has helped you understand the arts better and how that has made um, you know, that well-rounded perspective also made your pursuits in the more artistic fields. Like, how does that just balance out all t- overall? I feel like if you look at, like, how science is, like, especially with, like, biology, like, how nature is, like, all sort of, like, connected and seeing, like, the little, like, pieces of, like, for example, like, how your body works and whatever, like, it's all, like, mm-hmm. really insane to me. And, like, that itself is, like, artwork. And so, like, seeing it as just something that, like, isn't again like isn't just like a concrete type of thing is like it allows you to like sort of like broaden your perspective on it and so like um even with like like I'll say like physics and things like that like it just offers you like a different sort of perspective on like instead of just seeing as numbers you can see like the whole picture and like understand exactly like how everything works and like like it's not just it's not just about like connecting numbers or like adding formulas and whatever it's more abstract it's a more abstract perspective I think that's really cool (laughs) moving back onto continency um in the magazine itself it's a beautiful creation um you talk a lot about bringing youth creatives from around the world which I think is so incredible because you're right you get different perspectives you get different you know views on art and the world and how people based on you know their socioeconomic status or where they live how that affects their views on the world um Is there a certain piece that, now this could be journalism, it could be photography, visual art, um, that maybe was submitted to you and you were really impacted by? Okay, yes. So this, I actually began to start having more of like a hold on what I, on like the whole meaning of everything during the print issue when I sort of like received all the submissions and then had the job of like compiling them all together. Mm -hmm. And so one of, um, I actually reached out to this girl and she, um, about like her art I found her on Visco and then she sent me like a ton of her work like a whole portfolio of it and a lot of her work is like displayed on um on the print issue and so yeah we're like pretty close now and so she like I used a lot of her work just like throughout the whole thing and so it was kind of like a variety of different things and so it's like a lot of um I had different like articles written on I mean I had different like submissions written about like for example like the Asian American experience um other social justice issues um poetry in general just about like different like life experiences as well and I sort of used a lot of her I noticed that like a lot of her photography just sort of like connected with a ton of these like work 
And so seeing how, like, just this one girl's, like, work sort of, like, connected with all of these sort of, like, issues just showed me, like, sort of, like, the whole meaning of the print issue in general, where, like, you get work from people all over the world and connect everyone's sort of, like, work with each other's. And so, again, that sort of, like, brings back to, like, the whole mosaic concept where, like, mm-hmm. you sort of, like, connect people's, um, like, someone's photography with someone's poem and then someone's, like artwork with another person's artwork because like they all come like a ton of my um submissions came from like different like continents and different states and whatever and yeah I still managed to connect all of them mm-hmm. into like sort of yeah so like when you look at each page you see like oh like this was written by this person but the photography is from this person mm-hmm. and so it's like people who don't know each other that like their work is still connected and they can still like showcase all of that together Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool how nowadays we can just connect literally everyone in the yeah. world. Um, and I think art is a really amazing way to do that. So I wanted to hear more about what it was like to, you know, have a print issue and a physical magazine, because that's not something everyone, people do, um, you know, I mean, on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and especially since like, you're still so young doing like an actual published magazine is a really cool accomplishment. So what was that process like? What were some challenges that you had to face? And what was a really important thing that you learned from, you know, having your own magazine? So um, online, actually, I saw, like, someone talking about how, like, the print industry is, like, dying. This was in, like, maybe, like, July or, like, June and whatever. Yeah. Because of, like, the rise of, like, online stuff. And mm-hmm. then I thought about how, like, I don't want to have, like, a New York... Like, I'd rather read the New York Times just from the internet than buying a physical copy. And same thing with, like, a bunch of other, like, magazines. And then I realized that it's not that it's dying, but it's more, like, evolving since, like, how everything online is digital now. I sort of still crave something that's, like, tangible. Mm-hmm. And so with this print issue, like, I figured, like if you were to have, again, like, just work from everyone that, like, talks about a variety of different issues and just all made by youth, like, it'd be something that, like, could really, like, connect with you. And so, yeah, so with this issue, like, I sort of, like, imagined it as, like, you know, just, like, everyone submitting their work and then connecting them all together and then having someone from a different part of the world buy it and then them connecting with it as well. So it's just, like, this piece of, like, paper that can just go around the world and, like touch a lot of people and then they can also like you know like relate to all of that and then realize that like you know like a lot of um and then just realize that like there's someone else in the world that's like you know experiencing the same things as them and that like Mm -hmm. you know we just all can like talk about the same issues so yeah right and and I want to ask do you go when you order Starbucks and, and say your name and you go yeah Janet um founder and CEO of Consonancy, because I would. I mean, that's huge. Like, how do you, does it kind of sink in that, like, this is what you've done? You're the genius behind this entire creation? Yeah, like, how does it feel to own a magazine? You own a magazine. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. You own a magazine. Honestly, I don't even think of it that way. Like, um, a lot of my friends have no idea that I'm even, like, doing this, to be honest. Really? (laughs) Yeah. How? She's humble. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, over the summer, I, like, did a summer program for, like, coding, for, like, girls who code, which would, like, connect, like, um, because you know how there's, like, a STEM disparity with, like, women and whatever, Mm -hmm. and so, like, this program sort of, like, aims to, like, create, like, a sisterhood between, like, girls and whatever, and so I did that program, like, in 2019, and... 
those are like my friends from there like the only people that like really like know about this and so um yeah but like I sort of like detach it from myself kind of because like I don't want it to be like about like fame or money or anything like that like mm-hmm. I sort of just want it to be like to like maintain its original meaning since like part of it is just about the way that like I'm sort of like tired about how like everything again is sort of like driven by money where like you post certain things mm-hmm. based on money and you know the workers write because of money and whatever and so like I sort of like wanted to start something where like you know you can just have a bunch of identities that are solely driven by their passion to create and like want to have their own portfolio and like connect with other people and so yeah like I feel like once it becomes about myself and about like my image and things like that like it Mm -hmm. just sort of like loses its meaning and like so I don't like to like bring myself into that gosh she's just pure oh my god (laughs) we can't we can't break her guys Um, I mean, I think it's cool how you have, like, it on an online platform as well as a physical platform, and you talked about how it's just, like, there's a different meaning to having something being tangible, so how do you think, uh, you know, the change, like, how, how has it been different for you to have the, the type of work on two separate types of platforms, and how do you think that creates a different sort of impact on people, like, is there a difference at all, or do you think one uh you know reaches a different type of audience so yeah I kind of like thought about that because I don't want people to associate them as like the same thing as like you know so like sort of like the print one is mostly just like I wanted it to be like very like visually like pleasing and like just the way that you flip through everything it's like it sort of like goes it like transitions between um different issues and different like artwork and it's supposed to have like a sort of like calming vibe mm-hmm. to it and so um yeah like it's just supposed to be like a comforting as in like let's say if you're like going to like for example like someone's like bedroom or something and you can just sort of like look through every like sort of like aspect of it and you can see like little pieces of them and so it's similar to that where like after every page you flip you can get a glimpse of a person and their experiences and see how it like relates to you and so, whereas with the online one, it's more of, like, anyone can sort of... There's also a ton of space with the print one. I could only have, like, 100 pages. So, like, I was extremely, right. like, limited by that. And so, um, with the online one, however, it's, like, anyone can sort of, like, log in and, like, write their own articles. And then, like, I approve of them and whatever. And so, the website itself is more, like... It has, like, sort of, like, the like aesthetic of it, I guess. It's more of, like, a bold, like, sort of thing where, like, you can kind of, like... Um, click through different sections and read what you want whereas the mm-hmm. other one it's like you have to flip through it and see what it's all about and right. so there's like beauty lifestyle politics whatever and so and then there's also the home page which is just like all of those but like yeah so it's more about like it's also just like the articles themselves are also a lot more um they're not as some of them aren't as deep and it's mostly just like touching some cer- some like certain issues or, like, even just them, like, ranting about, like, whatever they want to, like, talk about and things like that. So it's more of, like, an open sort of thing, whereas the print one is more of, like, something that is physical that you sort of just, like, flip through and see, like, all the different, like, artwork and, like, photography with all the words and, like, you know, it's, like, more of, like, a comforting thing. Right, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to have all of the links to Constancy and everything mm-hmm. that you want to see um, in description boxes and any whatever platform you're listening to this to. <laughs> so please make sure to check out the website and the issue and see for yourself um, how amazing some of this stuff is. I mean, really, it, the, the pieces, some of the articles that I've read are just so 
you know, it's hard to believe that these people aren't published authors, that they're just <laughs> everyday Gen Z youth who just have a passion for something and want to share it. And even the photography and the artwork that you guys showcase is just like so incredible. It's actually um, one of like, oh, I'm sorry. That's actually no, like one of our like um, points where like I wanted to show that like you don't need to be like anything big, especially even with like TikTok itself where like you don't need to be like some like beautiful, like amazing, talented person to go viral. Like it's mostly mm-hmm. just like the relatability of it that makes it so like engaging. Mm-hmm. So like with consonancy, it's like you don't need to like be reading some like established author or anything like that. Like it's just normal everyday people. And right. we're really like emphasizing like I don't like celebrities and like I just want to like showcase average people and like, you know, just like how like the relatability of it. That's like right. kind of, kind I, of point I mean, of it. Those are the real artists, the people who do it for the passion and the drive. Yeah. Right? And that's so true. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guys, mean, guys, if you have anything to say, this might be a platform you can contribute to as yeah. well. Because, I mean, all people are welcome. So if you have an idea or some type of article or art that you feel should be, uh, you know, be seen by the rest of the world, go check out Consonancy and just, you know, see everything that is being showcased there. Oh yeah, please do. Um, and on that note as well, I think kind of wrapping things up a little bit, you, we, we talk about the entire time, it's showcasing youth creatives and Gen Z and, you know, you and just said, people who are everyday people who have a passion and you want that to be seen. So for all the, the youth creatives, the young aspiring artists out there who who want to make that kind of change, who want to be seen, but maybe just don't feel like they have the platform for it, or they don't feel like they can make a change because they've been told they're Gen Z, they're too young, it's never going to happen. What advice, with all the experience that you have with the consonancy, what advice would you give them? Um, honestly, it's mostly just about like being yourself, and I know that's like cliche, but like, um, like for me, like I mostly look for like someone that's unique and someone that has like their own set of experiences. That's actually what I ask for in the application, like who, what makes you, you. And even like some people like, again, it's like, I also like emphasize like just diversity and personality and things like that. And so it doesn't really matter if you're like some amazing person and whatever, like you can't really think of it that way. It's mostly just like, like what makes you, you. And then you know, even if you're super normal, super basic, super whatever, or if you come from this other like crazy lifestyle, that's, I just want to see like all of that. And so, yeah, it's mostly just like, mostly like continuing with your passion and like, just not listening to what anybody says, like, don't go into STEM because you think it's going to make you money or like, don't like not go into art because you think it's going to make you poor, but like mostly just like stay true to yourself and not listen to like, what like you know like how like society is like go into this go into that or like don't do this and whatever so yeah Mm -hmm. and I think as someone who is going into STEM that means so much more than someone who is a starving artist being like Mm -hmm. yeah get into the arts but you know coming from your perspective I think if you get anything from the episode it's definitely definitely that yeah I'm so glad we had a STEM perspective on this podcast (laughs) because so far we've just been talking from more of an art perspective so we're biased (laughs) a little bit but I'm glad we got to hear from a coder and someone who has you know been helping other people such as the program you talked about helping girls learn more about STEM as well so it was really amazing to hear all that you had to say so glad that you have this platform that people can actively contribute to and this just goes to show that you know if you have something you want to do just like go for it (laughs) yeah really (laughs) and and can turn into something that you never expected 
Exactly. And congratulations again to you for yeah. everything. I know we keep Thank saying so it, but much. seriously, at your age to be doing that, I mean, we really need to step up our game, damn. <laughs> we say that to no, everyone, I mean, but it's true. It is. We're looking at these. I, this is like going on LinkedIn. This is a ver- this is the real time going on LinkedIn and seeing everyone your age with all their accomplishments oh my and being like, oh my God, God I need more. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, you it's like the are... most like degrading activity ever is like like exactly like, I hate myself after that <laughs> so um don't listen to this episode if you're one of those people <laughs> no but yeah it's just fantastic work please and we really hope you do keep going because you're doing some amazing things thank you so much <laughs> so yeah with that said thank you so much Janet for joining us today on this podcast thank you guys for listening hope you learned a lot about both the stem and the arts field um, be sure to tune in to the next episode coming soon and see you guys later. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>